it's me, Dan. That's right, your favourite host on Smart Enough to Know Better. Uh, we've just got a whole bunch of scraps to put in the 12.5 episode, including a three-minute bit from our favourite scientist ever, David Harris. Other than that, there's just a bunch of Greg and I stuffing around. Enjoy! Gregoire and Dan Beeston are smart enough to know better. Now you can eat Vegemite again because it was actually banned for a time. Why would they be not crying in America though? How many Americans eat this foul, foul, No, no, well, it, was, no it was only the Australians in America and, that oh, caused the outcry. He, he cared so much about their little Aussie cousins that they... Well, there was a bit of an outcry from Australia at the time as well. When people heard this and went, what? And there was there were talks from very uh, patriotic business owners going, well, maybe they don't want some of our other... Maybe they don't want our coal. And, well, you know... I'm like, uranium. I, I, you know, not saying there's any connection here, causality, correlation, who knows, but... Oh, here's a side. There were withdrawals of troops happening about the same time that, you know, that happened, so I, I think this was an international diplomatic incident. Oh, right, so you don't... Wow, you don't eat our Vegemite, we don't help you in the wars. That's right. Oh. Keep our Vegemite safe. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. The, the, the Harris theory of war. <laughs> we love our exciting theory. Oh, I'm not above a conspiracy so, theorist. So, I'm the best of them. So basically, if, there's a, if a country has McDonald's, we don't go to war with them. Mm. If they don't have Vegemite, then we do go to war with them. Or we just don't give them troops. No, we don't give them troops. Yeah. It's, it's all food related. It's all, yeah, no, it is. That's, well, look, we'll work out in, a, in another podcast another time, like the, the, the way this all fits together. I'm going to write up a graph. Yeah, no, we should. Oh, good, I'm a good graph. That's all. Geo food politics. Yes, yeah, so it, it makes sense. And, of course, you know, that's, the funny thing is, we're sitting here going, oh, it's Australian and, and, you know, our troops. And America kind of goes, what? I, mean, I know it's like they make it sound convenient. You've got some troops there, yeah, what? You, oh, well done. You know, I've got some troops. Oh, no, those are the guys we tow around. Suddenly, everyone on the ADF just went, excuse me? No, when, when, I was in the, when the last big America went into Iraq, the... Desert Storm, Desert Storm episode two. When I, I left just as it, before it started happening, and then, so I was over there, I was over in Europe when it happened, and in Australia, it was kind of like, the, uh, side by side, the Americans and the British and the Australians fighting shoulder to shoulder and it's, that's all the news like the three amigos dun, 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 dun. and then when you get over into Europe it's uh, America the UK and Spain that was, and that was, they were like dun, dun, dun. And, was, and Australia and everyone's like we don't even know what you're talking about and it's just that it's, it's the perception of the media we were there but it was like in Australia we were like the, the bronze Aussies fighting and, and the rest of the world were like there are Australians around we can't find them we can't yeah. <laughs> but then of course some bombs went off in Spain in, oh yeah, what's capital Spain? Madrid. Madrid, yes, and bombs it off of Madrid, and these guys are like, actually, maybe we should just keep a low profile. <laughs> this is all big, and that's all it's all getting very serious, isn't it? Uh, I didn't realise how old Merkins were. Ooh. Yeah, not, not, obviously not current ones. No, that's not. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, I didn't realise that they're, they're quite an ancient invention. Because prostitutes used to shave their pubic hair oh. because of pubic lice. Oh, of course. And I would so, say, let me guess, let me guess, without knowing, I'm going to say sort of Henry VIII sort of time. I guess so. What, I don't what, know. What, how, how old are they? When you say, well, what, oh, how, I don't know. The ones with the prostitutes who 
Oh, dressed the, in the oh the era the of prostitutes, and, the, and they stand on the street corners and it's like, "Hello there, lovely. How's oh, it Come and introduce you to the weird. house of seamstresses." What's really weird is they're French and, prostitutes. We don't understand why they, they get, sound like and that. Then they get murdered by Jack the Ripper. Oh, you know, those uh, prostitutes. Right. Okay, that's much later than I, I thought it was going to be. <sighs> So, so I like the idea that Dan went for thousands of years. Men didn't know what to do for sex. They'd have to get married. Then one day a woman had an idea and started selling it. For, so, you know what? Someone invented money. The next day they were prostitutes. I think no, actually, I'm, no, 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 no. I no? think I think, I think I think money came. Yeah, I think the oldest profession was way before money. Just as just this big burlesque girls leaning in a carriage window and there's this sort of guy with a monocle and a top hat going, so uh, how many chickens for a blowjob? <laughs> I, th- I think it's even older than that. It'd be, it'd be a cave woman leaning into a cave uh, that's moving. Like a movable cave. Maybe it's floating on a lava flow. But uh, she's leaning in and goes, I'll give you, make you happy for 15 seconds if you'll punch out Og over there. And he's like, yep, no problem. Punch. That sounds just like a relationship. <gasps> that's not really prostitution. And Dan said it. There you go. <laughs> Like, that sounds more like a gift. <laughs> That's how all relationships work. Oh, really? You give women gifts and then they put out. Dan's married. Not for long. Just on the, the whole thing about photons. Photons. I love photons. Like, now, photons, they got no mass. Yes. But they got momentum. Yes. And so gravity affects them. Yes, they're, they're affected. Light yep. is, you can bend, yes, light can be bent. I can understand why something with no mass would go at the speed of light. Yes. How can anything have no mass? Well, that's a good point. Photons are kind of weird that way. Yeah. But, but if you think about it, it's because mass is not an intrinsic property of all uh, of, of everything. What, what are photons made of? Photons are a, a fundamental particle. Ooh, he, made, he makes a big call. But, 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 big. Oh, no. Photons are the carrier force for the electromagnetic force. So you know we have the four forces. Yeah. So we have uh, the ver- we'll go from the strongest to the weakest, and hopefully I think it's wrong. Strong nuclear, electromagnetic, weak nuclear, and gravity. Now gravity is much weaker okay. than all the other forces, but that's the four. So the the carrier force. What tells so you have two particles that that are affected, being affected by the, the electromagnetic force. I'm trying to yeah. how you describe that, but you're on the force. The actual the carrier particle that goes between them. I know I, just, I know I said particle. I know photons can also be a wave. It's a wave. Mm-hmm. We're not going down that path. But pass between them is a photon. That's what passes the information back and forth between them. So because information can't just pass between two things instantly because that's nothing can go faster than light. Yeah. Light is the thing. What's interesting is when you go to like, the strong nuclear force, the thing that passes between strong, the, the quarks, strong nuclear force holds everything together, are gluons. So the carrier particle for strong nuclear force are the gluons. Now, I've forgotten what the carrier force for the weak nuclear force is. And gravity, well, that may be might be gravitons but we can't right. we can't join up we can join up strong we've joined up electromagnetic that's one yep. uh, and we and there's electro weak theory so we, we know that electromagnetic theory and weak the, uh, weak forces seem to come from the same force we think there's a connection to the strong nuclear force though i don't think that's been found yet but their theories seem to point in that direction gravity sits out all on its own going go away i hate you so if it fits into this theory they all have to have carrier particles between them and that would be the graviton Uh. but if gravity is its own thing doing its own massive craziness it might not have a carrier force a carrier particle that help that answer your question yes well basically (laughs) so photons they're even smaller than like electrons, protons, that's all and stuff. Protons and electrons, they're like, they're the mass bit, but yeah. they're a bit more complex 
then a photon is it? There's baryonic baryonic particles, and then there's fermionic particles. Brain just clicked off. Then doesn't sound right. Anyway, baryons. What we're basically everything's made baryons normally has mass. We're made from baryons, protons, fermions. Oh, he's making a big call again. Uh, like to point out, ladies and gentlemen, we don't do this podcast. We don't like sit down and research everything and come up. It's just, hey, let's start talking. So <laughs> this is where the, uh, the problems come from. So this is the whole question about what is mass? Yeah. Why do some things have mass and other things do not have mass? And then there's talk about the Higgs boson and there's talk about maybe it could be other things as well. We don't actually know. This is what the, uh, the Large Hadron Collider, one of the things is trying to work out is what makes mass. Why does a proton and an antiproton and all the other things wow. in the universe have mass and some things don't? Why do neutrinos, you know what neutrinos are? They're very tiny, tiny, yep. tiny, tiny, tiny things. They're going out from the sun, like millions traveling through a, every square inch of us every second from yep. the sun. So it's a massive amount of energy being lost from the sun. The neutrinos they've discovered, they think had no mass. Then they mm-hmm. went, well, no, the, the sun is losing extra mass. And they say, well, that's the neutrinos. So how come we can't see them losing the mass? And they worked out sometimes neutrinos with no mass, sometimes halfway between here and the planet Earth, flip, well, one-third of them, in fact, flip and suddenly gain mass. Oh, my God. They just change, and then they crash into the Earth, and they suddenly have mass. Not a lot of mass. Tiny, tiny, so, stupid amount. So something that... with no mass suddenly flips over to a different flavor of itself. So there's, there's like, oh. I can't remember the names. So there's... if it suddenly goes from having no mass no. to mass, does yeah. that mean that it loses... That it gains energy? No, its energy would have to convert into the mass. Yes, it can't, it can't yes. gain something from nothing comes yes, sorry, from nowhere. Yeah. So it loses energy. So does it slow down? Mass. Well, so does that mean a neutrino that's tra- with no mass can travel at the speed of light? My guess would be probably close to, if not yes. But a one with mass would have to travel slower because it has wow. mass. So, but they're, they're flipping. Not only are they flipping one direction, they'll flip back again. They're constantly flipping. One third of them change. That's the statistic of one third. The universe is messed up. It's, it's crazy. And, and we, as far as I'm aware, we as human beings can't quite explain that. And it's, that's pretty new knowledge. It's only a couple of years old. It's that fact that neutrinos can actually check, gain mass, lose mass, seem to be doing it. Here's a fun thing about neutrinos, kids. If you wanted to stop a neutrino in its tracks, if you took about a, a light year of lead a light year of a lead. light year so, of lead. so light travels at three by ten to the eight meters a second so follow on for a year one quarter of the distance from here to alpha centauri yeah right one quarter it's a long way away to another star lead mm. full lead and you fire the sun's firing neutrinos into that it would only stop half the neutrinos oh my god it doesn't react with much at all so it just go yeah and, and out of the two you fired statistically one would make it all the way through a light year of lead they don't react uh, and there's talk, maybe this is one of those, maybe this is part of dark matter. It doesn't react much. You know, wimps, weakly interacting. There's all these different words of dark matter. Anyway, we're going to get it off track, but it, yeah. the universe is pretty crazy. Yeah. Fly me Hello. to the moon. Let me play among the stars. I'm here all week. Try the Laguini. The veal shit. Veal shit. Actually, I had, a, uh, I, had a good com- I, heard, I had a good conversation about this. Something I'd never thought about. If you have milking cows, yeah. milking cows, right? Milking cows have to be yep. touching them under boobs. Pregnant, 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 pregnant to make well, yes. weaned. Now, if you're a cow farmer, yep. a milk farmer anyway, you don't want male cow because their milk doesn't taste good, right? It's weird and sticky and salty. Yeah, it's odd. And it's it's you put it in yogurt. That's the only place you use it. It's not, who eats that? Now well, I eat yogurt. <gasps> you're a semen eater. <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. Anyway, uh, the the point of this is I'm trying I'm trying my stand up comedy holding a mic thing. I don't know if that works. Is that because I'm trying to keep it away from my mouth? So I don't know if we'll even hear me properly. It seems quite small, but if good. I talk like this, oh, sorry, sorry, that's fine then. 
Sorry. Didn't mean that. Anyway, I never, I never thought about this, but you have, well, 50% girl cows, which you keep because they yeah. make you milk, and you have 50% boy cows, which are of no use to you. So guess what happens to them? Bullet in the brain. They're taken out. They're weaned. Like, they, they live their mum for a couple of days or a week, whatever it is, 10 days. Yeah. Taken out, shot in the brain, and got rid of. Yeah. And you go, of course they do, because you can't use a boy cow. And you go, well, surely they're beef cow. And you go, well, no, no, because they're not bred for beef. No. They're, they're bred for milk. Yeah. So they're not good. So you've got to murder them. So this, course, a person sort of said, well... Dog food. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, you kill them. That's what it, the fact is you're killing them. So this, other person, this woman who does veal, that's why she tries to justify veal. She's saying, well, what she does is she has free-range veal. So it's not, it's not white veal, whatever, yeah. It's not milk-fed veal kept in a vat and can't move. It gambles around the, the paddocks for a year, yeah. just before they turn a year old, shot in the brain, yeah. and turn into veal. Uh, and, and it's called rosé veal because they have been running around a bit and doing things. Therefore, their meat's slightly redder than, than veal, oh, okay. normal veal. And then, of course, the question there is, well, is that better or worse? I couldn't, I couldn't answer the question. Someone put it to me as a vegetarian question. Is it better to blow away a cow 10 days after it's born because it's a boy and just kill it and turn it into dog food? Yeah. You, can't, you don't eat it. You just, you just get rid of it. Or is it best to give it a year of life gambling in a field? As long as it is gambling in a field and not stuck in a box. That's, that's what they're saying. This woman's farm has some gambling, rosé veal, gambling in a field. Is that better or worse? And I couldn't answer that question. And mm. my answer was, stop eating meat. But if that's not going to happen, but then... You're, you're eating cheese and drinking milk. Yes. And then, so yeah, you're benefiting from the death of that, that cow. cow. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so this is, now, that, that cow's probably going to make a lot more milk than the volume of a cow over its... Which, which one? The, well, the, the milking cow. Yes. That for that for every milking cow, there's a dead male cow. Yes. But that cow's going to make a ton of milk. Yes. Much yes. more milk to for us to subsist on than, for of, instance, the amount of milk I drink. God. So it's got to be enough. It's got to be enough milk and dairy products mm. to compensate for two cows. Yes, death. But when it comes to meat, you get two cows worth of meat. Yeah, but you don't you don't eat dairy cows though. No, no, no. But if you had Meat cows, yes, beef cows, yes. you could eat the male and the female. Yes, that's, so that's right. not as much wastage. That's right. But for every two cows worth of meat, of beef cows, yeah. you get two cows worth of meat. Yes. But for every two. one dairy cow, it's actually two cows because it's... Well, it could be. It wouldn't be two because sometimes they have girl children, sometimes they have boy children. Uh, yeah, but for every girl that they have to have a dairy, they yes. have a boy that they can't do anything with. So it's two... Not necessarily. Two cows. One boy could impregnate a lot of girls and then not every female cow is going to have a girl and a boy cow. But on average, you'd think that there'd be 50% boys oh, the babies, and 50% girls. Babies born. born. Yeah, sorry, I see you mean. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, sorry. Yes, I'm with you now. Yes. Yeah, that, yeah that's right. So my, my big dilemma there is we, I don't eat veal. I don't eat meat. But people don't eat veal because they say it's... Even meat eaters don't eat veal because in Australia, veal's not big. Not big. Europe, yeah, it is. Yep. Australia, not big. But are we really helping the cow if you allow the cow to gamble around? Is it better to have a year of life and then take a bullet in the brain and turn it to veal? Or is it better to have 10 days of life and get bullet in the brain and thrown in the ditch or into dog food or wherever you want to put it, like glue factory or whatever it goes? It's not, put, it's not put into your meat. It doesn't become a meat source. That baby cow, the baby boy cow. I can't answer that question! But why would you compare them? Like, so what you're comparing it to mm. is what's more valuable, mm. the, a cow's worth of veal yes. or the fact that this cow had to die in order for another cow to make milk? Well, you, that's, that's going to happen anyway. That cow is going to die. Yeah. So your boy cow, going to get shot in the brain. It's, well, go, it's going to happen. No, no, uh, but it doesn't have to happen if you have less dairy cows. Oh, yeah, of course, yes. Like, it, if you don't have it, a cow's sorry. worth of milk Yes, yes, yeah, of course. Now, we're talking about, we're not talking about changing the world here. Yeah. 
I'm not. I mean, that's it. The easy question is stop eating meat, and none of this is a problem. I mean, but I'm I'm, not, I'm fairly realistic in saying people drink milk. I mean, I drink milk still. People drink milk. People eat cheese, and people eat meat. I'm not trying to change that. Yeah. I'm just saying if you're trying to talk about veal, the concept of veal. Yeah. Is it is it good to let a cow have a year of life? and be happy in a field doing its cow thing with other cows mm. and then turn into veal, which, oh, I'm, rep- I'm reprehensibly annoyed by that meal. It's, oh, rep- I'm sorry, I'm, I'm annoyed by veal. Or is it better to shoot it right at the start of its life as soon as it's weaned off its mother? Is that how you get veal usually? No, no, no. Well, no what happens with veal normally is, is you take a, a cow and you put it in a box and you feed it nothing but milk. And, and then once it gets to a certain size, you murder it. And then you uh, and you get white meat and it's stuck in a box. And it's really horrible and like it's it's really really it's like ba- imagine battery battery cows battery chickens yeah. but battery cows. Now we're not talking about that. That's that's inhumane and terrible. Yeah. I, what I'm talking about is an animal that can run around a field for a year and it turn into veal, or an animal at the start of its life is shot and not turned into veal. They're both bred to die. Well, yeah, that's right. They're both bred to die. That, that, and there it is. That's when I can't work my brain around this concept of if you have to accept it, is it good to is it good to waste that cow male cow? Is it by just blowing it away, shooting it, taking it out and blowing it away, and not using it. But they do use it. Yeah, I suppose. It, it would go into dog food. Dog and food and things like that. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's kind of weird for me. Yeah. And they don't have to waste all the grain and the grass and... Yes, well, mainly grass. And they do milk feed it, actually. They did say, so you saw the milk feed a cow. Oh, yeah, it's one of those weird things. Nothing mm. to do with you. This sketch is really quite boring. You've written a shit sketch, Dan. What's that about? This veal sketch. <laughs> veal sketch. <laughs> down, 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 down. <laughs> I was going to do it at work. Actually, I might do it at work. Uh, great. Uh, so. Great. When you get back to work on Monday, oh. <laughs> you can record that well, I'll and go, send it back through time. I'll go through time. Sorry, good point. Yeah. Oh.